Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome again to the Dabblers Book Club. This is the podcast for people who have never read Chaucer and probably never will. Just to let you know, that doesn't mean we hate Chaucer. We did get a message, didn't we? We did get a message. If you are listening to us, lady who messaged us, uh, we'll reiterate one more time. We do not hate Chaucer. That's not what that tagline means. Um, Although some people do think we talk all about Chaucer, which is obviously also the opposite of what the tagline means. It means we don't know anything about it. We've missed out on that canon of of literature that a lot of public school types and your current prime minister seem to rejoice in uh, going on about all the effing time. Someone was asking me about the podcast the other day and I was saying, the best way I can put it is it's talking about books down the pub. Yeah. And they said, no one talks about books down the pub. <laughs> it, and I okay. was like, that's my problem. I yeah, don't, you know, this I, is, imagine if you did talk about books down the pub. I actually, well, this is the thing. I wish I had people to talk about books down the pub with. I, I have you. And obviously we don't read the same stuff, but this podcast has kind mm. of bridged that gap a little bit. Um, but, you know, my two loves in life, books and sport. Yeah. Actually, none of my mates are really into either. I've got the odd mate on either side. Well, but I think it's nice, to, you know. Books as well. It's one of those areas where it's very easy to feel um, stupid about. I actually had a mm. better word and I forgot it. So stupid was the first one I could reach for, uh, which is quite apt. And not very sort of knowledgeable in literature. And you never feel quite qualified to talk about books, I think. And I think that's a shame, isn't it? Because... Yeah with a song and i feel like I'm the, i always allude to music and i don't know why it's obviously a really natural thing yeah but if you it's sort of enough to go this is a banging tune yeah you know there will be music snobs in the world who go oh you don't know what you're talking about but actually that's you know great song this or yeah. oh, love this uh, whereas actually yeah with books it's really hard to speak about them in layman's terms but i think this is probably a big thing about humanity anyway and the human experience is that I mean, this is what study is. It's finding the words and the descriptions for the things we feel. And, you mm. know, when you read a book, you don't always know why it's great. Um, you don't know why you enjoy it. You don't know why people hate it necessarily. And discussion, obviously, is the only way really to to put words to those feelings. But sometimes you can't find the right words. So we can still say that's shit or I don't get it or fucking brilliant. And, and it, that'll do. And it'd be so boring if we all like the same stuff, wouldn't exactly. it? Exactly. So, yeah. Um, but, so, oh, sorry. What's your name? 
Did I not say her name? <laughs> you know what? I think I was... Um, we just got so busy talking about the Yeah, uh, no, it was because I always forget to say the tagline and you always tell me to say it. And so I was like, right, I must remember to say the tagline. My name's Hadjah, which some people find really difficult, uh, but it's five letters. Um, what's your name, Curtis? <laughs> Lols. <laughs> it's Curtis, which people don't find as difficult, but do spell <laughs> wrong at times. What we've been reading? We have been reading. Yeah, sorry, we've been a bit late again. It's, um, I mean, it's a hard year. Uh, so I uh, can't be bothered to dwell on why we're taking our time over these books. But this book is Circe, international number one bestseller. Blisteringly modern, says the Times. Fabulous, says the Daily Telegraph on the front cover. It was shortlisted for the Women's Prize for Fiction. It's by Madeline Miller, who is, I would say, a classicist. Um, she's got an MA in classics. I saw her talk at the Shakespeare's... Um, Bookshop in Paris. Um, the Shakespeare and Company. Shakespeare and Company. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Um, <laughs> lovely bookshop, that. Yes, yeah. it's a lovely bookshop. I I say I saw her speak. I was sort of sat around the corner because we all had to squeeze in so I could hear her speak. Was she talking about this book? Was She it was talking about this book, yes. Oh, okay. I didn't realise that. Um, I didn't realise you'd seen her in the flesh. I remember you going to a thing at that bookshop. But Well, first things first. I mean, I know we're going to do a little synopsis, but uh, is this... A retell, like a fictional, a dramatization of actual Greek, Greek uh, Myth, mythology. Yeah. So the story of Circe is woven into a lot of um, the Greek uh, writers. So um, Homer, obviously, being the main one, and um, that's that's basically my classics knowledge. So it's it's more than mine. Um, okay, <laughs> I, I sort of gathered. I was reading this. I'm going. I'm guessing a lot of this is kind of like. So this is all this is all based on written myths. Yes, yes. Um, and I think what she has done is possibly fill in the gaps. I imagine with her own. Well, she's style. given it dialogue. And, she's given it dialogue. Yeah. I mean, you know, they do these stories do have a lot to them. But I think yeah, we should probably start off with we know fuck all about Greek mythology or the classics. You had to tell me what classics were last night. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I only know it from, yeah, it was a university module I did, um, and it was my, one of my lowest scoring ones. Um, so I'm going to read out the blur because I think it's probably the best way to sum up what the book is about. In the house of Helios, god of the sun and mightiest of the titans, a daughter is born. Circe is strange, not powerful and terrible like her father, nor gorgeous and mercenary like her mother, but she has a dark power of her own, witchcraft. When Circe's gift threatens the gods, she is banished to the island of Aea, where she hones her occult craft, casting spells, gathering strange herbs, and taming wild beasts. Yet a woman who stands alone cannot live in peace for long, and among her island's guests is an unexpected visitor, the mortal Odysseus, for whom Circe will risk everything. Circe's tale is a vivid epic of family rivalry, love and loss, the inextinguishable song of woman burning hot and bright in the darkness of a man's world. In terms of plot, because we did want to go sort of through the plot, we can't really because it just sort of follows her, doesn't it, throughout her life. It doesn't follow that normal kind of inciting event, midpoint reversal. It doesn't have the curve of a normal story. Thing, no. It sort of starts to because um, – and, and this is where we're probably already getting into like our opinions on it because um, at the start, 
she's born to a you know her father who is the god of the sun mm-hmm. there's gonna be loads of <laughs> yeah. errors um she's born to the god of the sun and she's an ugly child and the mother and father instantly are disappointed and they love the brothers and sisters more um she ends up raising another brother who's a bit of an outcast um and goes through a series of events where she never quite fits in and eventually gets banished to this island mm-hmm. um and that's where and then almost like the whole of the book is her on this island, yeah. making excursions mm-hmm. to, to yeah, you yeah. know, to go and visit some god under the sea, or to go. <laughs> and I'm sure these things all really happen. And like you say, uh, what uh, Miller has done here has woven it all together, yeah. as you said. But um, yeah, it starts with the story arc. I feel like the what is it, like the inciting then, incident yeah. or whatever is her being sent to the island. Yeah, but actually, it's nothing like you know that that doesn't. There was was there a resolve with her father in the end? No, no. Well, I think just... which I think is really. I mean, gosh, there's so much to go into. Um, I suppose maybe if I were to sit down and actually plot out the points of the story, maybe I could see that it follows that normal kind of trajectory. But the, I mean, when she's banished, that's fairly far into the book, isn't it? Mm, yeah. um, and before that point, you just have lots of sort of incidents. Should we just start with like what did you what did you think about it? What was your first feeling about so, this book? I quite liked it. Mm-hmm. I did like this book. I think it's about a hundred pages too long. Mm-hmm. There came a point where she was on this island, and the little stories and developments that were happening weren't doing anything more for me. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I get this now. I think this book conceptually is fantastic and brilliant to read. You know, it's a novel version of some Greek mythology. However. I was done by the end. Mm-hmm. So does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, but I could have done with it being a bit more concise. Yeah. I thought it was more drawn out than needs needed to be. Yeah, I think it's a strange thing because it's based on, you know, myths. Um, so there's the sort of two ways to it. I mean, Miller could either have rewritten it so it fitted a sort of neat little story arc. Mm-hmm. Or she would just fit in as much as possible that there was about Cersei. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're not experts, so I have no idea how much there is on Cersei, how much she mm-hmm. missed out, how much she re-sort of crafted, uh, embellished, you know, used some artistic license on. We can only look at this as a story in our hands. So obviously everything we're saying is not a judgment on her. Well, I think that's the thing. We're just yeah. going to have to, you know, no, we're not educated on this. I think few people reading it will be. Mm-hmm. They're like us. They're plebeian readers. You know? so. <laughs> I don't know. I think we're probably the least educated out of everyone reading this book no way. on classics. Yeah. I know no loads of people way. who did classics. Yeah. This book, it's like. Other people will have read this book that were going, okay, it's about Greek gods yeah, and stuff. Yeah, sure. No? I don't know. I always feel like I know I, like the least in the room about classics. I recognise the juice. <laughs> Zeus, yeah, I remember yeah, Zeus, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, there were the big names, the ones that were films made. <laughs> What's the C one? Poseidon? Poseidon, yeah. Yeah, pre- Pretty sure drunk That's on a tour bus one day it? I yeah. watched the film. <laughs> um, but yeah, all in all, I have no knowledge of this. But I think, so as a reader, I'm going, this is great. I'm obviously learning something mm. on some level. But I am also reading a, yeah, modern, reading a, story. a contemporary novel. Um, I think you're right. And it's like 100 pages too long. But again, that's where we think, well, was she just trying to fit in as much as possible about Cersei? So therefore, mm. she was kind of not in control of the story itself and we we haven't actually we were going to do a bit of a wikipedia double check with certain things weren't we to see the um you know have a little bit read up on cersei so i was about to it doesn't have a wikipedia page yet cersei no not the book on um oh the actual cersei oh she's she's had one for like since the beginning of time time. it's black and white when she started well so that's one thing i really enjoyed actually i think i was saying on a recent podcast that 
It's reading fiction is amazing because it takes you to different towns, different cities, different countries, sometimes different planets. And this, especially like the the first early part of the novel, I was just so captivated because I was like in the sky mm -hmm. with the yeah. gods. And and actually, what is incredible about that is there wasn't a lot of detail given. You just had to go with it. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, my father was the sun and he was riding his chariot across the sky. Yeah. Then he landed and he was in you know Kavos or wherever yeah. in Greece <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah and um um and so the relationship between being this um is the word for gods like omnipotent but being this almighty power in the sky mm. that is above humans and and then suddenly you're on the ground there's no like you have to trust there's no direct science can, yeah it's weird like traveling between the sort of divine spheres. realm and then yes. the um and then earth as well but sort of living in both and and also humans knowing about gods. It's um, yeah. You yeah. just sort of had to go with the fluidity of it, which yeah. I really enjoyed. And like I say, so I loved the fact that they're in the chariot flying over the skies. And as he disappeared, you know, because he's the god of the sun, the sun disappears in the sky. But it's not directly equated to – he's not the sun. He doesn't yeah. look like the sun. He looks like he a just, dude. So yeah, it's really, it's, yeah um, that is strange. So I, I actually really enjoyed all that. I loved – <laughs> I remember the thought I had now. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it was set in her dad's palace or castle or whatever yeah. it was. And it was interesting because th throughout it, they had you know, banquets and wine was referred mm. to a lot and drinking wine and, and things like that. However, there was no, you know, nuanced conversation. I'm mm. sure this is based on what exists of Greek mythology. There was no, you know, um, they're not discussing art together they're not just yeah. literature they're just you know your father will be here in a, in a few days and they sit and it's grand and your father is gone now it's and it reminded me of geordie shaw mm -hmm. <laughs> right so i did not expect that so, right okay i want an essay on why, why cersei's, cersei's like geordie, like geordie shaw <laughs> so i watched geordie shaw um on um a tour i did years ago with um a singer yeah. Uh, who said what was it and i was watching it like you know because you know it's not my thing at all so i was like watching it like going to the zoo sort mm. of thing like, <laughs> yeah marveling at it and what amazed me is that and i'm sure it's just the way it's edited but they don't ever talk about anything right they, they're either going in or staying out or having a great time or having a bad time <laughs> so we're all fucking going to the club lake and we're going to have a great good time i can't do geordie <laughs> and um just get humming on me, and it? then they will start arguing in the club but at no point are they arguing about something right there's there's not even any i like your top there's not even yeah. any he said that she said that it's the conversation is so vague and level yeah. one You're like they're not talking about anything they're not even <laughs> having small talk and that's why cersei's like geordie sure um <laughs> Because, yeah, it was this really interesting thing where they live this grand life, have a lot to talk about. Yeah. But there's no, it's funny because there's no conversation there's beyond no sort of substance. absolute. Yeah. He likes her, she likes him. Your grandmother is disappointed. Sort of politics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very basic politics. Of, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm one of the great minds of my generation. You are, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, no, that's an interesting observation. I hadn't really thought about it. But I guess that is also... I mean, she sort of talks of the gods with this disdain, you know, they're, they're, they're sort of petty and egotistical and it is all politics yeah. and it is all war and succession. It's very male, you know, it's very sort of this toxic masculinity kind of edge to it of 
power and status mm. and and even her own brother who she sort of raised you know doesn't give a shit about her as well and yeah. familial ties mean nothing really it seems other than yeah. honor and well you know. i was intrigued to, to ask you and cut this out if you want mm. but did it remind you of like sort of like having some iranian family and how status means a lot there but uh, it's not always backed up and that's obviously a very sweeping statement so no you you're saying say that because that's stuff i've told you um me. so uh yeah, I mean, not necessarily Iranian families, but definitely my family. Status <laughs> is important. Um, just the idea of status, talking about status, not necessarily doing anything to gain status. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I wouldn't. Although culturally, you know, they're all sort of, you know, Persian mythology, the Greeks, they're all fighting and stuff, weren't they? So mm. um, there are, I imagine, I think there are quite a lot of um, bridges there between um, those two sort of uh great civilizations what it did make me think of more was the dad thing you know how obviously the end is her really starting to accept that her dad will never change Mm. um which i thought was done quite well um i mean i was really heartbroken for her in the early stages of the book mm -hmm. where she's just born and they don't specify what's ugly about her they just specify that she's ugly and her voice are disgusted and um and she is just sad and the kids mm. are horrible to her. And I think we had this with her, uh, how much of these hills is gold. But when you're a kid, that's just brutal. Mm. Like, it's not enough that you probably look in the mirror or the looking glass as it would have been. <laughs> um, and you see that you're different. But to just be treated different and just relentlessly picked on. And I felt a bit like that for Cersei in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, just felt really sad for her. That, like, can you imagine being rejected by two parents? Like, Yeah. Yeah. Um- and it's an interesting thing as well because I don't, I don't know why her parents. I mean, did her parents ever really like the other kids though, or did they just fit in more? You know, it's like yes. they weren't they weren't liking their souls; they were just liking what they presented. Two of them made ideal successors, didn't yeah. they? And then there was like the other strange one that mm. she was then made to bring up. Well, it's an like interesting yeah. thing of not fitting a mold that your parents have made for you, which I guess is the what's meant to be the main relatable thing i found her personality a little bit passive and flat mm-hmm. um i think that didn't come across enough for me mm-hmm. um she was which which can happen obviously when it's first person stuff the world was happening to her and actually the hints you get of her personality that they weren't quite strong enough so so, yeah. so to challenge that, how about when she's a kid and her uncle, who I think was Poseidon, correct me if mm-hmm. I'm wrong, gets strung up for doing something wrong. Mm. And by the way, it's just, it sounds like he's like on a crucifix, like Jesus, by the way they describe it. Mm. And um, when no one's looking, she goes and like she gives him some fruit or some wine yeah. or something and like takes pity on him, yeah. knowing it could really get her into trouble. And uh, like she's compassionate despite yeah, she's, knowing it's going to... Yeah, she's gonna... got this compassion. But yeah, and to be honest, actually that thread, I kind of wanted more from it mm-hmm. and again yeah, i don't yeah. know whether i'm it's it's hard to know whether you're critiquing miller or greek mythology yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> that's why it's really yeah it's really weird but no i do to, hear that though it, that could about. have been a real turning point or something they could have revisited and they sort of didn't they, they it yeah they referenced again, it did but... get referenced at the end and it was kind of her bargaining chip with her dad but it um i thought he was gonna pop up again or there was gonna be something yeah what do you think about the writing yeah, no, I I thought it was a good good pace to it. Mm. Like I said, I liked the um I liked the vagueness and not vagueness as in 
you know anything tactical just the, the vagueness as so in the divine, she was on the island and there was the shore and then right, you yeah. paint the rest of the picture for yeah. yourself and I quite like that mm-hmm. um, yeah how about you um yeah, I loved it in parts. I thought she uh, she sort of slows you right down when you read it. Um, some of the description was just so gorgeous and mm-hmm. um, quite sort of ethereal. And um, but yeah, like you said, it's got sort of a hundred pages too long, maybe sort of seventy fifty. But um, I thought there was... was a lot of it. So sometimes yes. I was like, I don't know what's happening, and I can probably skip out these paragraphs. But also facts and things are hidden quite well within the, yeah. the description so you're like oh shit something's just happened someone's arrived you have to go back again so yeah i hate to say it because i'm really not a skipper don't mm-hmm. like to be a skipper but the older i get and the more books i want to read <laughs> yeah. like i do sometimes find myself you know yeah. sort of go, reading very quickly and maybe not taking bits in and i think that was that happened with this book um one bit of writing that i thought was really quite incredible with the suspense it built was when the um a bunch of sailors land. yeah that was really good yeah, and yeah. whereas the scene where so cersei gets raped yeah um, which is that was really good horrible scene, yeah. but the way they build it up and she hears the bench sort mm. of drag as they stand up behind yeah. her and i mean it was grim as fuck but um so well that was up. a really well written scene wasn't it? it was very gripping and yeah you just felt really angry reading it because she's been hospitable hasn't she she's they're shipwrecked and she's taken them in and she's fed them and then they go oh who's the man of the house yeah. who do we thank and then they realize and they keep laboring the point until they realize she's a woman on her own and yeah. then it's like bang like, yeah full brutal which um yeah it's obviously a very powerful scene i think again when it comes back to uh, this passiveness so even when she's sort of turning them into pigs mm. and that <sighs> I didn't get a sense of viciousness within her. Is that just me? Like her actions mm. showed that she was vicious, but I think I wanted a just a little bit more um more personality yeah. to her. I get that. that. I mean, weirdly, I that's the point where I I thought she switched. Mm-hmm. After yeah, that, she, that happened to her, she then got into the point of snaring um, mm-hmm. people that got shipwrecked. She'd invite them in, yeah. and she'd know it was coming. So yeah, she yeah, started she turning them into pigs as punishment. I thought I thought that's the bit where she went right. The yeah. world can fuck off. Like it's done enough to me. But I think it was more. I could see that in her actions. I didn't feel I had enough of her internal mm. world talking yeah. through that. I mean, maybe I did. Maybe just. Um, yeah. Didn't pay enough attention. I think that was my main thing with her whole character. I felt there was just this passiveness to her Mm -hmm. maybe it was intentional but it didn't quite match up with her actions it was all very descriptive but um yeah i mean and actually it's kind of similar to what you're saying about the geordie shaw thing it's like they're not talking about anything and i suppose when people aren't talking about anything you don't know what their personality is because you don't know what interests are what they're trying to do and and i suppose that's the world of the gods right that they're meant to be you know part of well this is yeah i mean this this book is not a a hemingway where it's Mm. lots of dialogue that is not driving the story or driving anything but it is telling you things about the characters um i mean kind of why pulp fiction is an incredible film because while that film is jam-packed with action scenes and really cool memorable stuff you you actually it's interspersed with you know the police talking about Burger King in the car. <laughs> yeah. And that's why it's amazing. You learn yeah. about the nuance of the characters. And I guess when you write a novel like this, which is obviously a completely different approach, you lose that. So, yeah, I could totally see how you, yeah, formulate that opinion of Cersei where maybe you just wanted a bit more personality or a bit more 
in the way of battle scars. Yeah, I think so. That she picked up. But I mean, the story itself was was obviously very captivating. Yeah. Um, and I did want to, it wasn't sort of page turning, but I did want to know what happened to her. I almost wanted the moral of the story, which did come um, mm. in in a way. Um, what did you think about the ending? Fine. <laughs> like like not mem- like no major resolve for me there. But she become like she becomes mortal, doesn't becomes- she? I think. Although I was talking to someone else about it who dreads it. Like she completely missed that she was turning mortal and was like, oh, it was really sad because she died or something like that or someone else died. Okay. Like, I remember thinking it was like a bit vague, but no, uh, yeah. I I think the points of action were fairly vague anyway. Yes. Like generally, you had to really... Sometimes and it, it wasn't clear if somebody had died or somebody had changed into something mm. else. Or, well, Actually, no. so where I thought it was going to end was with the son. So she has this son who she yeah. brings up and makes a strong man and like no one's going to take him away from her. And then she fucks his brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Like, I mean, it's, by it's that very point, Greek, isn't it? By that point. And like, she'd like walked under the sea to nick a thing, like a dragon spike. Yeah. So he could go and sort his dad out. Then his dad killed himself with a spike. Like, don't get wrong, the story it's went all a true. lot That is all places. true. And like, it's so funny, isn't it? It's like. This is true as my star sign. Shh. Well, as in, <laughs> Miller hasn't, you know, that's not oh, her yeah, storytelling. Yeah. No, this I is know. All... So I appreciate all these little stories, but feeding it. But in terms of her being on this island for half the book and having turned into, mm-hmm. you know, some of witch capabilities. Yeah. By that point, I was like, okay, so. Th- th- what are you doing? It wasn't some <laughs> amazing resolve with the son. And then there was the thing with the brother. And uh, yeah, and it like I say by by the end of the book, I was kind of unravelled with it. Well, she becomes she becomes mortal, so because she has that power to. Well, this is what's unclear because at first she says she shows people for who they really are, but then she, she finds out that you know she's showing them who she wants them to be, mm-hmm. and and that was the whole risk at the end, wasn't it? That she's making herself mortal to be because she's I think realised that that's you know who she is, who she has been all along, and she sort of deserves to die and and grow old with. Um, with her son's brother, Telemachus. <laughs> Telemachus. Telemachus. That's it. Um, and the and her son is Telegonus. Telegonus. Oh. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of skimming the last page again now. And, and their brother's Telecaster. We, we very good. Hiyo. Um, That's uh, a guitar, by the way, for I'm, anyone who doesn't um, know. I've not very played clever. electric guitar this year, I don't think. Wow. Yeah. No, you haven't. Interesting. I haven't sang for five months. There we go. <laughs> You'll never lose it. I have a voice um, like Cersei. I'm, um, I'm just, I'm skimming the last page now, and I'm now I'm reading it back. I'm thinking, actually, I think when I read this, when I got to the end, I was really ready to read whatever I read afterwards. <laughs> so I, I think I really have missed the Norman Mailer, wasn't it, afterwards? Was it straight afterwards I went Norman Mailer? Because I'm still reading that. Oh, maybe not. No, I read that thing about the Russian prison of war camp, which was not a... Yeah, Curtis has read about alive, four no. books in the time I've read one. Um, yeah, that's why I'm struggling about I've read this quite a while ago. Um, but yes, I think by the end, I was slightly just ready for it to end. And mm-hmm. that's no reflection on it. It was a great book. I just needed it to be a bit short, a bit more concise. Maybe it's a very good sort of educational book, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, like, I'm definitely glad I read learn, it. I'm, so I read um, a little while ago, Neil Gaiman's retelling of all the Norse gods and everything. It was a really fun book as well. Like it's mm. done in quite an accessible language and it kind of got me in the space for all oh, the gods and, you know, the mm. sort of wicked ways. And um, yeah, so I would recommend that actually. It's on my bookshelf. Cool. You can have it. Thank you. It did. Um, it did get me thinking. I did sort of enjoy the messages that came through and I do, I mean, Greek storytelling is like the heart of, most of our stories, right? We still have these human connections with something that's thousands and thousands of years old. The you know these tales that have kind of you know Western society has been built on. Yeah, um, and like the character Hermes, hmm. he's still alive. He's now a yeah. delivery company. Delivery company I love and that. a handbag <laughs> supplier. But this yeah, is how you know, poorly educated I clearly am because I read Hermes and he's obviously a messenger. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> what the company's named after. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Well, I was thinking of Hermes, you know, the, Hermes, the handbag as well. probably how you pronounce it. No, no, no. I think it's probably Hermes. Hermes is like the French right. version. Um, but yeah, God with thick. <laughs> I maintain a lot of people reading this will be reading it going, God, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, you're, you're probably right. You're probably which is right. why I think it's fair to critique in the way we are. It's interesting because I haven't spoken about this since I finished reading it. Mm-hmm. And neither have you. And I've been sitting on this for two or three weeks and I'm only realising what I thought of it now. I'm yeah. discussing it out loud because we don't discuss till we hit record no. on this pod. Um, Probably should. And in my head, I was going, oh, I quite enjoyed it a bit <laughs> long. But now I'm talking about it, I'm going, actually, it's a bit of a grind. I, I do think it's a beautiful book, both cover and content. I'm really, I'm really glad I've read it. I loved some of the messages that came through it. I, I kind of, I think I prefer it almost in a episodic kind of style and i think it mm-hmm. actually is and i think it would almost be better rather than chapter seven chapter eight like to actually have what that little story was about yeah i would like um, that yeah because i think it would make it a little bit easier to take in and also because it because not every chapter is actually leading you to the end i think this is what tells you the difference so in creative writing classes and stuff we learn about you know difference between story and plot so obviously story is everything and then plot is the key bits you want to talk about and i think there's too much on the story and mm-hmm. not enough on plot and yeah. if it was cut up into <laughs> by the way madeline miller with your uh, wonderful work of art i think you just cut it up into 10 different uh, chunks but yeah for me i think that would make it more digestible and um i definitely yeah, agree with that give me a bit a bit more but her writing is is exquisite i really yeah. i really think it's it's um it is an enchanting book 
And just that amount of knowledge that goes into it is just, oh my God. Like, yeah, well, it goes back to the yeah. crawdads, doesn't it? Where the, yeah. um, she was a, was she a, a wildlife yeah. biologist? Yeah, or? yeah. Um, right, let's go to five star reviews. This is going to be a short one because I'm just a bit puzzled by the whole book, to be honest. Um, yeah. Right, John. Hang on, hang on, oh, hang, what? On, hang on. What? Hang on. Right. First of all, this is not oh. five star reviews. First of all, Did I say five star? yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm so tired. Yeah. Right to fl- <laughs> to flag this section. Um, this is one star reviews. We do this with every book. Um, so Madeline Miller, if you have tuned in to hear what we thought, and if you're still with us after all that, um, with she's e- a regular listener. With every book, love it or hate it, we look up the one star reviews on Amazon because they're really funny and angry people. And I think are it's hilarious. good for perspective, isn't it? You read one star reviews and you're like, oh my god, why would you be so angry at something like this? I mean, I say that, but then there are lots of things that get me angry. Yeah. So without further ado, <laughs> let's read some one star reviews for Ceci. Okay. John B on Amazon a waste of money and time complete and utter tosh I love the Greek myths and so I believe that it would be make a great read for a holiday in Crete it's a bore in this rendition Circe is wet a loser and a bore if you met her in the office you would avoid her like the plague and as a consequence the story moves a glacial speed. I think it means at a glacial speed. I was horrified to discover how bored I was with the character and that it was only chapter two. I found myself wishing just do something. If you finish this book, you deserve a full refund for endurance and will honestly admit that I couldn't subject myself to its completion. Why do people have such long winded ways of saying things? It's Mills and Boone given the spear and sandal treatment and so utterly formulaic as to be programmable programmable has one m um it still and Boone doesn't have its apostrophe no that was it i, I was then talking are you, are, he wrote programmable with an m so at one m. point he sort of agreed with you on, he did yeah she was her, a bit of a loser and a bore yeah. but then stopped at chapter two yeah and, and then and said he, it was really formulaic my favorite bit was when he didn't want to meet cersei in the office i know right <laughs> it's like dude i don't think she wants to meet you in yeah. fact you know what stay away from women in the office john um i bet cersei would work in hr yeah cersei will turn you into a pig right well I only got past chapter two but thinks that's enough of a read to say that it's utterly formulaic cecilia breaking mm-hmm, my heart mm-hmm. who is almost named after this book yeah <laughs> Badly written nonsense. Uh, she says it's utter twaddle. It's like young adult fiction, Hunger Games style. I had two goes at reading it and finally gave up after about 50 pages. <laughs> I, I, I weirdly, I don't know the logic for this, but I, I think I know how she's arrived at Hunger Games. I've never, I don't know anything to do with Hunger Games. I've, sh- <laughs> bows and arrows, is that it? I don't the know. The Hunger Games is one, once a year, every, like they, they choose like one child from every town or something mm-hmm. or one person from every town. And uh, you've got no choice if you get chosen. And then you go to this field and there's some weapons and then all the, and everyone in the like town is watching mm-hmm. and they go and go. And all these people have basically it's a fight to the death. Oh, right. So these nine people that have been chosen had no choice. Uh-huh. Some of them like grab a weapon. Some of them disappear into the trees. And there's just a, a big hunt to kill. And some of them are obviously just, yeah. But you know, some of them are big, strong Godlike boys, and they're, and they're and they're and they're smashing people. I mean, yeah. So it's like Hunger Games young... in that there's war. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> literally. I, it, I, I was just like, I suppose it's barbaric and because it. I yeah, know. I know, but that's just. I think it's the fact that she's saying it's, it's like young adult fiction Hunger Games style. I'm like, dude, do you know that this is 
based this, on this, an actual. Do you know this was before Hunger like, Games? <laughs> thousands of years old stories, but okay. Um, well, anyway, she only got to fifty pages, so good. Um, Did not care for her name. Kirsty, don't always believe the hype. She's teaching us a lesson here. I really thought I was going to like this book, but it just felt boring the whole way through. Struggled to finish it. The ending was probably the most exciting thing about it. The lead character is unexciting, and I struggled to like her. Um, okay, that likability thing. Let's not bother going into it because we're always going on about likability. However. Unexciting, I would say. Yeah, I didn't get enough of her internal world. So it is coming up in the one star reviews. Yeah, the same, she's same, boring. So like Cersei, thing, yeah. the characters. I want to say that there's sort of some hidden strengths that you get, like this power from her. But I don't, I don't, I don't get that. And um, you know, when you meet people from the outside and you're like, oh god, you're so boring. But you know that on the inside they have, they have to have something, right? Mm. They have to have something. But maybe some people just are. On the, I don't. Like I don't think I've ever met. Someone who seems dull to me that I can't imagine not being dull in their own mind, you know? Yeah, there's definitely because you meet people in situations, don't you? And you get a boring version of them. Yeah. And you go, oh, you're just not giving me anything. Because this is from the first person, surely her thoughts aren't that boring, you know? Like she might be dull to everyone else on the outside, mm. but maybe she is just so desperately insecure and has internalized everything she's been told that even her own yeah. thoughts to herself. I don't know. Well, yeah, because maybe if, if if sometimes she stared across the sea and thought about this and that and how she'd love to go there. Like then you mm. never hear ambition, do you? Yeah. Or you never hear dreams of hers. I don't think That's so anyway. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, either way, we weren't left with a very strong sense of her yes. self. Yes. But maybe that is the point in that like many women, she is done to, not to the doing, and that makes point, you this yeah. passive kind of thing. And and even when she finds power, it's still at odds with, yeah. you know, who she is on the inside. Well, like, until her son, she's not passionate about anything. No. Which might be the point, you're right. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, R. Green, not Rachel Green, wrote tedium um, in the head heading. Very disappointed. In fact, I hated it. Thought it would never end. Only continued reading for my book group. <laughs> Bless you. Um, Amazon customer, harsh slash strange story, not enjoyable at all. They say, do you ever read something and wonder why on earth everyone else loved it? Maybe it was just not my genre at all. I'll admit I don't know anything about classics slash mythology, but I read a few chapters and found it such a harsh, strange world that I just couldn't picture or imagine in my head at all with no descriptions offered that would help to draw you in. It's just a weird, weird book and there is nothing in the story, world, characters, this person loves forward slashes, to relate to slash connect with. And it felt so unenjoyable to read that a few chapters in, I literally couldn't go any further. If you're looking for an enjoyable, beautiful story to read, then please be warned, this is not it. <laughs> Um, there is an element in there yeah. of what we said. Like I say, it's not. It's not like one star harsh, but yeah. there is a thing of uh, what was this harsh story? I don't understand. Yeah. Like harsh. What, what is it? She, she when she said it's a weird, weird world with no description to draw you in. Yeah. So I we do were, get that. We agreed with that. Yeah. Now I love weird stuff. You know, so I know I like weird books. I like weird films. I like stuff mm. that doesn't compute in my head. Mm. It actually um, draws me in, uh, which is why I try and watch things that shock me and things. However. I wouldn't describe this as weird, like no, this world. I wouldn't say I'd it's harsh either. I'd describe it as very esoteric and very yeah. different from um, the world we live in and the world that is depicted in books like Normal People. However, oh. yeah, she, she's making the point very strangely, but I do get where she's it coming from. It could well be that Miller just basically avoided the description bit of it because, like, it's, it's not a fantasy novel, you know what yeah. I mean? And I think once you get into that really complex world building 
It's, I mean, it's a lot of work, firstly. Maybe she did have it all in her head and stuff, but Zoe says, utter tosh. That's twice the word tosh has come up. I'm sorry, but this is not a clever or great read. It's totally daft and lacks any depth of characters. Again, depth of character. Yeah, all bollocks until she said depth But of they're all gods as well. It's, yeah. it's a weird thing. It's like I wouldn't expect really to... It, it, the concept of gods is quite daft. Yeah. In my opinion, that, you know, not everyone's I don't think opinion. you can read this with wanting them to have the same characters, characteristics that we have. You know, yeah, mm. it's just a very weird world to, I don't know. Yeah, unless you're doing a full on fantasy novel. Um, Lynn says, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> not my taste. Must have been a poor selection if this was chosen for the long list or the judges are out of touch. <laughs> all right, love. Um, <laughs> all right, Lynn. All right, Lynn. Uh, Hammer says, boring. Sorry, two thirds in and I'm still not enjoying this book. I love that they've stopped reading. She stopped to write her review. To, to let us pick know. it back up. Uh, Richard says, complete waste of time and money. Scooby. Oh, Scooby. Damaged. There's always someone. There's always someone. I bought it new to receive it perfectly and I've received a damaged product. Uh, I've received a damaged product. I did not pay over £6 for a damaged product. This is unacceptable. You know what, Scooby? I understand. The other day I paid £12 for a McDonald's. It arrived 70 minutes late and they spilt the Coke. And you know what Uber refunded me? 12p. I knew you were going to crowbar that in somehow. It's, been, it's pissed me. This is why I'm in a bad mood. It was uh, It was pretty brutal, that, actually. A cold McDonald's. You know when you've like... You've resigned it's, yourself to having a McDonald's, so you already feel pretty bad about yourself, and then it turns up cold. And it's shit, yeah. It, and then, it the, was, and then to add insult to injury, they don't refund you. And I thought they twelve p. I understand, Scooby. You get your money back. Pink chick couldn't get into this book. Alex, boring and overrated. David, it's not good. Uh, Lily, a bit weird. April, boring on and on. Um. <laughs> oh you know what at first i th- so m roberts has put one star but then the title it says five stars really but she put an exclamation mark so i thought shit maybe she's pressed the wrong button mm. but i think she needs meant to put a question mark uh, five stars really i was big into greek mythology when i was about eight and this book added nothing okay so it fleshed out certain well-known stories told you some people know all about this um but was neither original nor autobiographical autobiographical and was the author's second use of the same source material not for me all right classicist uh rena not my thing helen in summary god's behaving badly oh no that's a good review that's that's a funny review i mean she gave it one this book is okay if you like greek mythology however i received the book quickly in good condition Sure. <laughs> I was unable to finish because I lost interest. You sort of mixed in the sort of service and That's and a wooden human there. Yeah. There's a lot of one star reviews. There are, yeah. There. So are clearly this is. I a... mean, it's because it's had a lot more readers than the other ones we've read. Okay, so right. And um, so we yeah. should probably um, caveat this with there are loads of five star reviews and lots of people oh, love yeah, this book. The um, vast majority. Seven, well, so, 76% yeah. five star, 14% four star reviews. That is 90% five star and four star reviews. It's very good. So it's very well received overall. But some funny uh, one stars in there. Yeah. I mean, I think all we can take away from that is John B. Uh, just leave women alone in the office. Yeah. Um, they it's, don't need you to, you know, be It's the mate. part when he just like, he can't compute this character how will she operate in my current place of work 
How would Cersei ever get on in IT? <laughs> She'd make a shit accountant. Telephone uh, manner, lot to be desired. Oh <laughs> uh, well, anyway, that was Cersei. Um, what would you give it? This is difficult, isn't it? Because, gosh, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. I'm so glad I read it. Um, it feels all negative now. We've just yeah, rattled yeah, through the one so star sorry. reviews. Yeah, no, um, the... you, you went quite hard today. Um... Because there are so many because it is it is so <laughs> yeah. widely read. Like, yeah. it sold a um, lot of copies. However, all in all, yeah, it was a cool journey to go on. Mm. I did enjoy being up in the heavens with Cersei. Yeah. I enjoyed her... Um, Killing the woman she was jealous of, or not killing her, turning her into a weird. Is it Skyler? Skyler, that's Skyler. it. Yeah, turning her into a weird sea monster thing. I thought that was some cool vengeance. Yeah. I enjoyed her getting banished to the island. I enjoyed all the visits. There were a lot of characters at play, mm-hmm. which was I, I get why because it's you know telling yeah. lots of little stories from mythology. But but that's probably where the plot lost me a little bit, mm-hmm. or what there was of a plot. Um, and like I say, a bit too long. However, did enjoy it. This is a good book. Mm. I'm going to give it a very generous 6.5. No, I'm going to give it a 7. 7. seven. Yeah. How about you? I love the writing. I mean, her descriptions were just beautiful. Um, one day I need to come up with other words to describe descriptions because all I ever come up with is beautiful. Oh, I just I, can't. Her writing was really good. That's no, it. I, d- I noticed myself do this. You know, when we went to stay in um, Berkshire mm. with our friends, Hannah and John, mm. and we got really drunk. Yeah. I think I'd listened to a podcast where some bloke kept saying that stuff was gorgeous, oh, but yeah. not like how a like you know a woman is gorgeous. He was saying stuff, like yeah, yeah. he was saying like oh this beer is gorgeous, oh your wallpaper is gorgeous, and, yeah. and and I noticed I'd said it loads, uh-huh. and I was pissed, so I couldn't control it. But <laughs> I noticed I said it way too much to the point where I'm going, oh they must like they're probably gonna make fun of me like how many times I've said this <laughs> word. So so I've been there. I didn't notice, I, but yeah, it is. I've consciously stopped saying it. It's um I mean we're reading books to sort of learn more words, and um I'm finishing them and going oh god. Using the it same was really shit. good. Yeah. Love her writing. I love this this sto- these stories. I was endeared to Cersei. I did sort of find her a bit flat, but um, I wanted to keep reading. I wanted to see sort of where she went. I liked the ending. I liked that she you know went with a younger man. I'm a big fan of that. And yeah, it was nice to sort of have a bit of an education on on this. Or I would give it a seven point five. So I did. Um, yeah, I did really enjoy it. Cool. And some of the stuff has stuck with me, especially the stuff about the dad. Um, and uh, the pigs and, yeah, that you know, that rape scene was particularly, yeah, It was powerful, heavy, wasn't yeah. it, yeah. Um, and, all, yeah, and also, the, you know, just stuff with her sister and there's a lot in there where she's, you just get this real sense of thanklessness of womanhood, mm. <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but she ultimately made the decision about what she wanted to do with her life slash afterlife. Mm. So that was, um, yeah. yeah, that was a great ending. The thanklessness of womanhood. I like that. That mm. really, really sums this up. And actually, while I think 7.5 is a fair score that we should settle on, mm-hmm. if you agree. Yeah, I'm good for that. Um, but yeah, I feel, I would just like to say in hindsight, I think we've probably sounded quite critical of this book mm. that actually has a lot of merit and it's yeah. very, very good. It's just not your standard book. Yes. Like, it's yeah. not your standard novel where you have one character going through, you know, one big challenge. Um, it's lots of little challenges and stories and interesting things and she's back and forth and back and forth and I was sort of waiting for the point of certain things like I was waiting for resolution and she never got it I think yes. that's the main thing there was yes. no resolution until she um, gave up her immortality I, I yeah I, ultimately the price I, I think I agree with that so Cersei by Madeline Miller gets a 7.5 
next week, uh, next time, because <laughs> who knows when the next... Uh, I'll be 30 by the time we record Oh next my gosh, time. next time we don't know what we're doing yet. We need to sit down and properly go through all the books. Uh, do send us recommendations. Do please send us recommendations. Um, also, thank you if you've left us a, a lovely five-star review. We really appreciate it. Feel free to leave some more if you uh, haven't yet. Uh, and if you enjoy it, if you don't like it, then just, you know, don't do what the Amazon One Star reviewers do. Just just leave us alone. It's fine. And, and if you're confused by the um, by our slogan or, or you know, <laughs> the, for people who've never read Chaucer and probably never will, do not slide into the DMs saying, are you anti-Chaucer? <laughs> and even if you're related to Chaucer, even if Ancestry <laughs> told you you're related to Chaucer... This is not an attack on you. This is, if anything, an attack on our own stupidity. Yes, that is it. Um, if, lady who DM'd us, you are listening, obviously we do not mean any uh, harm, uh, but it was very funny. Cool. Right, let's go. I need to eat more noodles, watch more Sex in the City, um, and just feel really useless. And like I'll never be able to write a beautiful sentence like Madeline Miller. Yeah. Nice positive end. Have we, have we told people how to contact us? No, you can. I, I don't know, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Curtis has an email address, but I'm the only one to check it. It's Curtis or Hadger at dabblersbookclub.com. You can go on our website, dabblersbookclub.com. Tweet us uh, at dabblersbooks. Um, you can also check out and follow our personal Twitter accounts. Why not? At Curtis Neese or at Hadger J. Woodland. Say hello. That's all. Let's go, shall we? Anything yeah. else? Cup of tea. Cup of tea. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.